Welcome to episode 53 of the Roger Snipes Show. The Roger Snipes Show. Yo, what's going on? Hope all is good, everybody. And thanks again for tuning in wherever you were. Let's start that one again. <laughs> wherever you are in this world. So, um, just to pre-warn you, I'm recording this in my conservatory, so you might hear dogs barking or cars driving by or potentially raindrops falling on the rooftop. <laughs> but um, yes, today's episode is going to be pretty interesting. But before we get into that, just want to update you on my progress with my training. So recently, I would say the past few weeks, I've been waking up super early. As you guys know, if you follow me on my IG stories, I've been up at um, about four o'clock. I've set the alarm for half four, but normally I'll wake up before that. I'll wake up about quarter past four, and then I'll go to the kitchen, have a hydrogen water, an espresso, put my clothes on, and then I'll go out for a cycle or a jog. And later on in the day, I'll then hit the gym and have a resistance training session. I started off on 106.9 kilos and now I'm sort of hovering over 102 and 103 kilos. I think some of the days I could potentially be, be holding on to water weight and um, that's the reason for the fluctuation because I'm definitely not putting on body fat, but some days it goes up, some days it goes down. Um, feeling great, energy levels is good. Some days are more of a struggle than others. Um, it's kind of a, an experiment with myself, really, just to test my resilience. You know, as you guys know, I love to cycle. I've been doing it for about a year now, and I'm just pretty much testing myself, just checking the boundaries, how far I can push myself to know what I can do and what I can't do. And so far, so good. It's I'm able to do everything, and it's uh, for me. It's a, almost a, a case of the human body is so capable of doing much, so much. We we just need to push ourselves to do it. In all fairness, I think the first struggle for most people is actually getting up, the the waking up part, and then once you do that, then it's kind of easier from there. Um, so a morning protocol could typically be wake up, go to the kitchen, have hydrogen water, have an espresso and then get dressed and go out and then start my jog or my cycle. Some mornings it's been more of a struggle than others. <clears throat> Nothing to do with my sleep, I don't think. I'm, I think it's more to do with my mental agility some days I've got a lot going on and it affects my mindset and then it kind of slows me down I still do what I need to do but it's um it just becomes a bit more of a struggle when I'm mentally constipated <laughs> what what one other interesting thing I found is now that my body fat levels is lowering and lowering and lowering it is becoming a bit harder to keep warm, funny enough. I find that I get colder easier when I go out in the cold. So that's quite interesting. 
you know, I'll, I'll go out and it's like, bam, wow, I'm, I'm just, I'm feeling this cold, but I'll keep going. And it's almost like I get colder quicker, but I'll also warm up quicker. So that's quite fascinating. Um, so a couple of the things or a few of the things I have incorporated together is a cyclical keto type of diet. So I'll do a, do a keto diet on some days so it's almost like a carb cycle and this is whilst I'm fasting as well so I've narrowed down the window for many people this would be a struggle just doing the fasting in itself but when you're doing low carbohydrates sometimes you find that your energy dips and it affects your emotions as well you might become a bit more snappy on certain days it's quite fascinating, especially when you really tune into yourself and understand how you feel on certain days and you are aware when you're speaking to people how you might not be as patient as you normally would do. So um, I had some carbohydrates yesterday, so it was beautiful. <laughs> I found myself eating more, which is quite interesting because I'll on, on a non-carb day, I'll eat just a normal portion but the moment I'm having carbs, it, I tend to have more of a desire to eat more and more and more. So that's quite fascinating. Um, yeah, later, going to be going to the gym, having a resistance training session and going to be taking some progress photos. So yeah, very, very interesting. Today, I'm going to be interviewing a guy called Joe Wellstead, who is the... Uh, co-founder of Motion Nutrition and um, he's a former international swimmer turned performance expert as well which is really interesting a top 100 UK startup Joe and his team of leading neuroscientists at Motion develop supplements to help users stress less sleep deeper and live a happier life now, that's one of the things which we covered, really. That's one of the important factors of biohacking and one of the reasons why Joe started his business. And everything kind of ties into deeper sleep. So we do cover many of these things um, uh, during the uh, podcast or interview process. Now, over the past 18 months, Joe has taken his company from being a London-only brand to selling across Europe, growing their DTC sales 10 times and expanding into Amazon and over 700 retail stores. Joe grew up in France and competed for Scotland in the Commonwealth Games which is really cool. Now, let's bring on Joe Wellstead. So, Joe, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Roger. It's nice to be speaking to you, man. Finally, yes. Nice to be speaking to you too, bro. Yes. So I heard about Motion a little while ago when I was in London and I was in this uh, biohacking facility called Ufloat. Yeah. And um, it, was, it was great. 
had an amazing time there. Checked out the sauna, the float tank, um, this light therapy thing, which just knocked me out to sleep. And it was just, it was an incredible experience. And as I was leaving and having a little chat with the owner, Tim, um, he was asking me like whether you'd like any of the supplements there. So I had a look and that's when I noticed uh, two items, one called uh, uh, Unplug and the other one mm -hmm. was Power Up. Yeah. I was like, what are these? And he said, what? they're both nootropics, one's for the morning and one's for the evening. And I was like, what, a nootropic for the evening? I was like, yeah. I was like mm, okay, I gotta try that out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, gave it a go and um, was first of all tried the power up in the morning, and it was hard to tell whether I, you know, whether it was like magical or anything because I have coffee and I have all mm -hmm. these other things that I have in the morning. Yeah. Um, but like looking at the ingredients, I could tell that they were all clean ingredients. So I was very happy with that. Because I'm, I'm very specific when it comes to supplements that I use. I won't use anything. So he, as it was in a great facility and someone who I respect, I'm like, yeah. you know what? I know this is going to be good. The setting was right. Exactly. Exactly. And then I think it was nighttime, came to the evening. And I thought, ah, do you know what? Let me try this unplug. Yeah. And I remember taking it. Uh, I think it was like two capsules. Took a couple of capsules. And then... I swear, it was like within half an hour, I was feeling drowsy. I was like, what? <laughs> nah, no way, no way. I, I thought to myself, like, maybe it's some sort of placebo thing. I'm telling myself I'm tired, but it was like, I just felt comfortably ready to go to yeah. sleep, you know? That's it, yeah. I was like, wow. So I remember, yeah, just sharing a bit of information on social media. And um, yeah, and then afterwards, checked out the rest what you guys have and uh, to be honest since then i've been hooked been hooked <laughs> it, it's uh, it's amazing i think what you're doing at the moment is great you know Thank i find you. me personally i think motion nutrition is very different from a lot of the supplement brands which i've seen out there i've worked with a few brands as well over a number of years but as i've started to become more conscious of the food and the supplementation that i put in my body I've had to say goodbye to certain brands, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but before we get into detail about the supplements themselves, who is Joe? Well, <laughs> is it Wellstead? Is that, is that you? Yeah, saying? that's yeah. it. Well done. Yeah. Joe Wellstead. Like who, who is Joe Wellstead? How, what is your story and how you started motion nutrition and yeah, who are you exactly? Okay, okay, let's start there. <laughs> well, I'm Joe, I'm a former professional swimmer and I co-founded Motion Nutrition, um, you know, almost five years ago now, which seems crazy. But I'll backtrack a bit. Um, so I competed for Scotland in the Commonwealth Games in 2014. And I'd say the, the reason that Motion started was the, the five years leading up to Commonwealth Games. Um, and I should backtrack even a bit further because um, although I was born in Scotland, um, I grew up in the south of France. So I, I grew up like, you know, learning and enjoying and playing and using really healthy, fresh food. Mm. Um, so I've always been into like, you know, appreciating good, healthy food and being able to cook good, healthy food. I actually remember in my first year at Stirling University where I was studying and, and swimming, um, you know, I had a I had a cookbook in French 
And uh, because none of my other uh, like swimmer roommates could understand it, um, <laughs> there is a rumor that started. And about six or 12 months later, one of the swimmers said to me, hey, Joe, are you still making money from your cookbook? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and so he thought that I had written this cookbook and everybody else had thought that I had written this cookbook simply because I knew how to cook and it was written in French. <laughs> <laughs> So, awesome. uh, I, you know, I've always like been really appreciative of like what I'm putting in my body. Yeah. And then came a point where I was training 25 hours a week, um, you know, two or three sessions a day. So I'd be swimming in the morning, swimming in the evening. And then uh, on the sort of odd, you know, sort of three days a week, you had a gym session in the middle as well. And man, like three meals a day, you know, you know it that's not enough to fuel that kind of training. Um, especially cause that's, that's like a lot of cardio too. So you, you're burning a lot of calories. Um, and at the time, uh, in the sporting world, uh, supplements were a little bit taboo still. It was, um, you know, not something that the governing bodies felt like they could freely talk about. And certainly they didn't feel like they could give any advice on it. Um, so, although we had great support in terms of coaching, physio, um, strength and conditioning. Uh, I even had a great performance psychologist that was extremely helpful. Uh, when it came to nutrition and specifically supplementation, it was lacking uh, at the time anyway. So what happened is I ended up spending a lot of time researching that myself um, because the first products that I took, you know, at the start, I didn't know better. So I, I, I sort of bought what everybody else seemed to be buying. Uh, and then I was like, this doesn't really feel right because I'm doing, I'm putting all this effort into eating really, really healthy food. And to my mind, like good health would equal good performance. Like I didn't want to take anything that was going to hinder my health. And I certainly didn't want to take anything that was going to like maybe have health like repercussions years down the line. So I was very careful about that. And, and so I'd spend like entire afternoons researching like, new brands, new products, uh, what was happening in the UK, what was happening in Europe, what was happening in the US, even in Australia. Uh, probably spent a lot of my student money on like importing um, supplements from the US and Australia and trying new things. Mm. You know, it, it worked in terms of my performance. Like I was, you know, I was getting protein in, I was getting carbs in after training, you know, th that sort of immediate, um, you know, glycogen fuel and protein fuel, I was getting that in, but I still felt like, this is like, you know, taking the box of performance, but there's very little substance to it. So I was always quite frustrated um, with, with what was available. So I guess that without knowing it, I had done like years of market research really early on. Um, and that frustration kind of like planted the seed for what would happen later. That's awesome. That's awesome. So when you initially started taking supplements, were they all clean or were they kind of commercial brands that you would see typically today so here's here's what i was kind of experimenting with um you had like the classic sports supplements brands that were available in the uk at the time this is like 2009 to 2014 um yeah and they you know lots of different brands um but really like the same product over and over again very little differentiation uh, and one thing you can be sure of is that they all have sucralose and they all had really strong flavorings and thickeners. I had a really hard time with the thickeners and the binding agents and the emulsifiers. 
you know, especially because if you think about how you have a protein shake or a recovery shake, like immediately after your workout, like we were still like dripping wet from the pool when we'd have a recovery shake and you, you just tank it, you know, you, there's no thinking. You just shake it up, drink the whole thing. That's like however many hundred calories, uh, however much carbs and protein, and, and you've just gone boof into the belly. <laughs> Already is like a lot to take. And then on top of that, you've got all these added ingredients to make what is actually a water-based product feel like a milkshake that's like full of cream and rich and, and thick. And it's like, mm, that's not how that should be. And that it causes all kinds of digestive issues. Mm. Uh, so I felt, you know, bloated and unwell. And then, and then you know, you, you sort of go home afterwards and you're expected to have a proper meal at this point. But you're kind of feel like, feeling like gassy and bloated and your stomach's all over the place. And I was like, this is difficult to combine the immediate piece of recovery, like that shake, with then a proper meal later on. So then I thought, okay, I got to try something else. And then I started experimenting with the the sort of healthier, clean label brands that were coming from the U.S. Nice. But I, something didn't add up there as well. Um, first of all, it was like if you remember the kind of early stevia iterations that tasted really, really bad and left a really terrible aftertaste. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it was, I think there's still some of those about. <laughs> yeah, generally I really don't like stevia to start with, but at that mm. time it was pretty bad. But what struck me with with the those brands is that. Basically, if you wanted to take supplements and be healthy, you were vegan. <laughs> you know, and I was like, well, you know, I appreciate that there's no sucralose and, and not any like super harsh flavorings or thickeners in these products. But also like at the time, especially this tastes like earth. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like there was kind of like two extremes, like one, one extreme was like shakes that tasted like, um, you know, marshmallow and birthday cake. And mm -hmm. then another extreme where it was like, tasted like soil and was looked like it was for hippies. Like, <laughs> and I was in the middle going like, what the hell am I supposed to do? This doesn't add up. Right, right. And then it's uh, almost, so it gave birth to the idea of motion. Like when did motion come into play? Like, when did you think, do you know what? I'm gonna start building something myself. Yeah. Well, my co-founder and I, uh, in March 2015, I can remember really clearly, actually, uh, we were running a sports management, sports management agency together, uh, and we were pretty much having like this exact conversation that I'm having with you. Uh, and, you know, sports nutrition and supplementation in general had grown quite a lot over that, over that period of five or six years, from 2009 to 2015 now. Um, and what struck us was that the products hadn't evolved and yet who, who, who those brands were selling to had become much wider. And so our analysis was if, if for me at a certain level of performance as a professional athlete, I was frustrated with the lack of health in supplements. Then you go, you completely remove this performance angle. You completely remove this like professional sport angle. And you're talking to people who <clears throat> have regular jobs, um, work out, three to five times a week and just want to feel good and healthy and like, you know, sure they want to lift a little bit heavier, but generally they just want to like be in great shape and for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and now it's like, well, all of those points that made sense 
with the performance supplements and you know the, the sports supplements. So that was kind of like willing a little bit to kind of go. Well, I, I need I need it. I need the convenience of supplements and I need the fuel immediately after training because otherwise I'm not going to recover. Well, you remove all of that and suddenly these products are just like way out of sync, way out of sync with that new type of customer who's not a bodybuilder, uh, who's not a, a sprint athlete, not, you know, they're not a professional sports person. Um, they're a regular person who works out and wants to be, wants to be healthy uh, and look yeah. good and feel good, you know? Mm. Um, so we were like, mm, this really doesn't add up and there's still no one playing in this space. And those brands that I had been buying from the U S they were the only ones that were kind of like in the health food stores here. So we thought, Hmm, this, this feels like they have it really easy. <laughs> so, yeah. so let's, let's try, let's see if it's possible to kind of make something that would be, um, really healthy, uh, like organic, uh, baseline, you know, to guarantee a certain le level of quality. Um, sustainable as possible with the packaging um, and, and not just about performance, but also about overall health and eventually about stress relief, sleep, mental energy, uh, because these are the things that most people have issues with. Um, you know, sure, they want to work out a little bit better and be in better shape, but mm. the reality is if they can do their work day and still have the mental energy to do a workout, that's the biggest trigger, right? It's not yeah. the, the trigger for, for, for general, you know, for, for the average person is not getting a little bit more out of their workout. It's doing the workout. <laughs> it's true. Absolutely. So what, what do you need to do the workout? You need a good night's sleep and you need good mental energy. that's going to carry you through your workday plus the workout plus your social life and family life. That's amazing. That is so true. And everything you were saying about just kind of thinking in between in the middle where there's, there's many people who just need just average supplements. I remember when supplements were in GNC stores, <laughs> the, 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 the posters that was in GNC were just like massive bodybuilders. <laughs> what do you want? You, you want the whey protein? <laughs> 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 um, no, just, uh, I don't know, some vitamins. No, we, <laughs> you know, they, they didn't have that. Yeah. So, you know, th there are other type of people who wanted to be healthy, but it was so difficult to navigate those sort of people. So it was almost like an extreme, as you put it, where either you want to be a bodybuilder or you're unfit. Yeah. You, you choose to be unfit kind of thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so what you've done here is really cool. Um, you created a little synergy there where yeah, your, your average Joe, <laughs> pun intended, because I just thought of it, um, can use it. And, you know, people who are sports professionals can use it as well. Exactly. And that's actually one of the biggest things for us at Motion is, um, you know, we want to use the best science available. We want to use the best manufacturing uh, capabilities available. And we want to be always pushing for, you know, what's the latest that's really interesting in improving people's lives you know, stressing less, sleeping better, having more energy, these things. Um, but equally, uh, from a product perspective, we might be at the peak of, of um, you know, the latest science and the latest production capacity. Uh, but on the other hand, <clears throat> when you look at our, our brand, it's very, very important to us that uh, we feel very, very approachable. 
uh, very easy to understand. And you know, if you if you think back to what I was saying about well, we're not dealing with uh, elite athletes anymore. We're not dealing with performance or bodybuilding. Uh, we're dealing with people who have busy lives and they have a lot of like things in their mind already. And they're not going to read 12 blogs and listen, listen to five podcasts before choosing, um, you know, which natural sleep product to buy or, or which energy supplement or which organic protein to buy. They, what they're going to do is look in the places where they think they should be buying this and figuring out what, you know, speaks to them in a way that they can relate to and understand. And so that's really important to us that we do that and that we do it in a bit more of a fun way than a lot of what you've, what we'd seen on the market before, you know, everything is so serious. Mm -hmm. Uh, We want it to be bold and friendly and warm and comforting and things that make you feel good, you know, about yourself when you buy and use our products. Yeah. How do you do that exactly? Well, so, you know, you mentioned power up and unplug, which you found uh, at Ufloat. These are our flagship products, uh, the two nootropics, daytime and nighttime. By the way, I love Ufloat. Uh, if anybody's listening and if you live near Wandsworth or anywhere in London, uh, go say hello to Tim and try uh, either a float or a sauna or, um, or the Ajna lamp, I think it's called. Oh, Ajna uh, lamp. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Have you, Ajna, you've experienced yeah. that? You know, I actually haven't. I've, I've been telling Tim, I, really, I, I need to try it, but I still haven't done it. It's incredible, you know. Like first time I done it, it, it was like um, I think it was like some binaural beats in my ears. Yeah. I laid down on my back, and did I have something over my eyes? I just had these lights mm-hmm. over my eyes. Yeah, exactly. Close my eyes, listening to this music, and this flashing light was in my eyes, and I was like, "This is crazy." I, I don't know. I feel <laughs> like I need to get up. These lights is it's going a bit nuts right now. <laughs> You know, I was like, I, I don't know if I'm going insane because it was like flashing, flashing lights. And then all of a sudden, I just felt myself waking up. And I was like, when did I fall asleep? <laughs> yeah. That was insane because yeah, I was so yeah. awake thinking, oh my God, this is crazy. I'm going to get up to the oh. point where I fell asleep. And uh, yeah, that was such okay, an amazing man. I'm going to go try it for sure. Yeah. Incredible. I tell you. Um, but... Um, yeah. So yeah, back to the you know how we do how we how do we communicate things easily? Well, if you look at Power Up and Unplug, first of all, the names are are pretty you know obvious when it comes to what we want to do with your energy levels. Mm. Um, the names are written in big, so you, you know if you see the product uh, from a few meters away, like you you get it. Uh, and also you know we've got the colors um, and and the brain waves. So one's a lot more active than the other. And one looks like it's, you know, unplugged looks very calming and soothing with the colors and, and with the waves. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, if you, if you were to compare that to something else that's on the market. Um, so, you know, Unplug has, has a, a blend of 10 different ingredients. So it's quite a complex formulation. But um, let's compare it to something that I had previously used and say ZMA product. Right. ZMA can be very, very helpful for a lot of people. You know, high doses of magnesium and, and zinc and vitamin B6 is, is really helpful. But <laughs> if you haven't done at least one Google search <laughs> and you see a white plastic tub with the words in blue, ZMA, um, no, you're not going to get it. Whereas if you see a nice frosted glass jar um, with a beautiful purple dark label, 
the word unplug and nighttime nootropic and these calming waves, you're like, okay, I'm starting to understand what this is about. Makes sense. Yeah, totally. Um, do you have information on the website, um, you know, for people who want to unplug, um, maybe other types of things they could do to increase their deep sleep whilst using yeah. unplug? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, so the sleep is a really big part of what we talk about. Um, it's such a big issue for so many people. Uh, and the first thing that um, you'll probably see on our website, um, or, or if, you, if you've been served an ad from us, or if you've heard of us from somebody else, the first thing that you'll tend to do is uh, take our sleep score survey, uh, sleep score quiz. It takes like under two minutes. Uh, if you want to do it, by the way, if you're listening, you just go to um, sleep.motionnutrition.com. Literally takes two minutes, and you answer a series of questions, and um, you get your sleep score out of a hundred. Uh, and these, this is like a recognized research tool. Um, it's based on data from the National Sleep Foundation, uh, and we now have a lot of this data, and so we can tell you how your score compares to average people of your age. And then off the back of that, um, entirely without, you know, for, for free, without purchasing any product, uh, we'll send you a series of emails for the following 10 days um, that are tailored to the answers that you gave us uh, around helping, essentially improving your sleep hygiene. Um, so for some people, um, it might be that uh, they should consider reducing their caffeine after 2 p.m., this kind of thing, or, or generally reducing it. <clears throat> but for others, it might be a little bit less obvious than that. Um, for instance, you might want to you know, incorporate some protein in the morning, because if you're getting up first thing and, and having a sugar-based breakfast plus caffeine, then you know, your cortisol, stress hormones, um, and your blood sugars are, are gonna be on a roller coaster all through the day. You might not even notice it too much because you keep fueling with more sugar and more caffeine, but then in the evening, you're still on that roller coaster, so your sleep is really light, uh, and you're probably waking up a few times through the night. Um, so, you know, we, we provide healthy, natural products to really improve these things, and they, and they help a lot. But we also want to make sure that you're getting all these, doing all this groundwork properly. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're having 12 coffees a day, Unplug is probably not going to be able to combat that much caffeine in your bloodstreams. You know, uh, we don't. We're not. We're not in the business of sedatives. Uh, that's yeah. not what we do. We want to provide things that will improve your health over, you know, over a long period of time. So part of that means, um, you know, some people still don't realize that alcohol messes with your sleep. So that might be one simple thing uh, that we have to kind of, first of all, inform and then remind people of. Uh, you know, people, it's surprising uh, the number of people that will say, oh, I just have like a, a couple of glasses of wine or a couple of beers and that knocks me out. Well, yeah, you're, you might you might immediately feel drowsy, but your sleep's going to be really crap and you're probably going to wake up needing a pee and you're probably going to get up in the morning feeling pretty lousy and needing that caffeine hit immediately. So then you've got that vicious cycle going on again. It's almost a difficult thing to try and drum in people's heads. Like people would give up a lot of things, but to give up alcohol, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's a weird thing. Like if you tell someone you don't drink, they'll be like, what, what, you don't drink ever? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I used to drink um, every once in a while. I wasn't even a heavy drinker. It was only when, I don't know, I might've gone out with friends. And then I decided, do you know what? I, 
I give up. That's it. I'm just not even going to drink anymore. I just can't be bothered. And then when I told people that, they were like, but how? <laughs> it's like, I'm not an alcoholic, so I don't need to drink. Yeah. If you tell people that you don't actually have to drink at night, it's, it's almost an insult to some people. It can be, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We do have to tread carefully, for sure. Yeah. And, but you know, we're, we're never going to tell people don't drink, ever. You know, that's not what we're doing. We're not, mm. and, and we're, we try as much as possible not to be preachy in any of our messaging. You know, we're here to help, you know, take it or leave it. Uh, yeah, of course. We try and give you the best advice we can, but, you know, you, you've got to have a little bit of impetus yourself and you, you, you've got to want to make, make and see improvements. But sometimes uh, people aren't aware of subtle changes that they can make, which are very easy to make. Um, yeah. You know, adding protein in with the breakfast is super easy, but most people wouldn't consider that something that will affect their sleep. Um, but that's a yeah. very simple, easy first step to take. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, sometimes it's just these little changes. And I think a lot of the time, just like the alcohol, um, we've been sort of conditioned by society what sort of breakfast we're supposed to have. Mm -hmm. So if you tell someone that you can actually eat something else other than cereal, they're like, what, really? You know, <laughs> totally surprised about it. Yeah, yeah you can. So yeah. like to say a protein, it's like, what isn't protein supposed to be for maybe lunch or dinner? Yeah. You know, you know, again, like it doesn't need to be drastic. We, we're not going to tell people, Hey, like can your cereal and cook eggs every morning. Um, I would say can your cereal, but that's just me anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. But if you, you know, if you, if we want to be, um, helpful and constructive we need yeah. to make sure that we're we're doing it in ways that we're reinforcing um good behavior for or or, or subtle changes that will amount to um really great improvements over time so it might be that um rather than telling you to entirely change your daily habits what we're what we'll start with saying is well you love you love cereal fantastic that's great well how about this you put a little bit less cereal in your bowl and you take your milk and you add one of our organic protein powders to it before adding into your cereal. And suddenly you're adding 20 grams of protein. Uh, you're having less of the sugary carb. And that's going to last much longer right up until lunch. So you're not going to have that 11 a.m. crash of, oh, I need like a chocolate bar and a coffee. Yeah, and, and so that's a very small change, right? But it can have all kinds of downstream benefits all throughout the day. Because then if you don't have that second cup of coffee, you don't have that second like rush of uh of stress hormones going through through your afternoon uh, and then that might be the difference between a bad and a good night yeah absolutely and i think that kind of approach is definitely required especially as you're not really able to communicate directly with each individual mm -hmm. and see what sort of person they are um like let's say for instance a personal trainer when I'm working with some clients, I have to tell them, yeah, that needs to go immediately. Yeah. And there's some people I have to be a bit more careful with. I'm like, all right, I see you're really in love with that sort of food. Okay, we'll keep that there. <laughs> but we need to implement this as well. And maybe we'll take it. We'll make a few changes on some days. And it has to be very gradual for some people. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll fall apart. That's it. Yeah. That's, the end. That's the end of life. Um, just, just moving on slightly. So one of my favorite things about motion is just like, just all the natural ingredients. You know, mm -hmm. you've got the natural ingredients, you've got no fillers, 
no uh, synthetic uh, sweeteners, no GMO, um, no artificial uh, preservatives, no plastic. Yeah. Um, incredible. Fantastic. So how is it Motion is able to do this and other brands are not? There may be a, a couple of brands here and there, but why is it commercial brands are not doing this? Like it, to me, it, it, it only makes sense. If I'm going to buy a product which is supposed to be healthy, mm-hmm. why are brands selling stuff with all this stuff that is damaging you, saying that is health? I, it, it confuses me. I'm like, but that's not healthy. Yeah. You know, I, I was actually doing a video recently talking about um, like healthy ice cream. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, they put protein on the ice cream and try and like make out that it's healthy. When I'm like, yeah. it's ice cream, you know? <laughs> <sighs> but anyway, <laughs> back to the, to the, the um, motion nutrition and let, let's say your, your commercial brands. Why are, not, why are commercial brands not doing the same as motion? Um, yeah. Well, uh, I think there's a, an element of um, you need to be quite ballsy to do something very different. Um, and I think a second element is most brands will try to please everybody. Or if they can't please everybody, they'll try and please as many people as they possibly can. Um, but if you do that, you end up with something that is not so much of a brand and more of a bland. You end up with something that is just very um, soft around the edges and, you know, uh, very sweet and not, not, there's no edge to it. There's no sourness. There's no bitterness. Uh, there's no personality. Um, and so that's what you do to not offend anyone, to not, uh, to not get in the way of anybody's sensitive palates. Um, and I think that you have that reinforcing um, self-fulfilling prophecy when everybody, every brand is doing the same. And, and not only that, um, when you are creating a new brand or a new, or a new line of product within a brand, um, you do have to take into consideration where you're going to sell these products. And currently, if you go on to any of the large scale retailers in this country, uh, take a look at Boots, take a look at Holland Barrett, take a look at Superdrug. Um, I challenge you to find a protein powder that doesn't have either stevia, sucralose, or some other type of sweetener. Uh, if they don't stock our products, I don't think they have anything else that is a flavored protein powder, not just a single ingredient. Um, you know, a shake, a protein shake that doesn't have at least one type of sweetener. And so I think when, as a brand, if you're looking at that, it's scary to do something different, right? Yeah. Uh, but the flip side of that coin is um, you only become interesting if you do something different. So that's the approach that we take. Uh, and, uh, and, and it's quite liberating to take that approach um, because suddenly you're not trying to please everybody, but you're trying to please the frustrated people. You're trying to please the people, the, you know, the outliers and the people that want a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really satisfying to please these people. Uh, because I get to have conversations with somebody like you who's so excited and enthusiastic about the brand. I remember when we launched very early on, um, one of the most gratifying pieces of feedback that we had was from a personal trainer, actually. Um, And he said, um, 
Uh, it's really exciting that products like this are actually on the market now because I finally found something that I can happily recommend to my clients without having any remorse. Remorse, remorse, yeah. Uh, and we were getting similar feedback from nutritional therapists too. Um, you know, nutritional therapists have a very difficult job if their clients are not getting enough protein um, and, and they want to they wanna introduce a little bit more protein in the diet and they want to do it in very convenient ways so that the people, that their clients stick to it. You know, it can't be too difficult. So protein powders are a fantastic tool for this. But uh, of course, they're always looking out for uh, their client's gut health too. So they don't want to give something that's got sucralose or soy lecithin or, or some xanthan gum or all these thickeners and things that will um, affect negatively their client's gut health. So um, in the end, if you, if you think about all the different areas that people can approach supplements from, um, and you add all these people together, uh, our approach was, we think there are a lot of frustrated Roger Snipes out there who right. want something better, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. That's so cool. And I guess a lot of these brands are in the, in the supermarkets to um, appeal on a, on a mass scale. Do you see motion moving in that direction, on a mass scale, but for the yeah, frustrated well, you can, people? <laughs> you, yeah, absolutely. You can find our nootropics, uh, Power Up and Unplug, in Holland Barrett, in Boots, in Superdrug, mm. um, in Whole Foods, in Planet Organic, in all kinds of stores. Um, and when we launched the nootropics um, in 2018, uh, these products did not exist in the UK. Um, Holland Barrett, Boots, Superdrug, Planet Organic, Whole Foods, you name it, they did not have shelf space for nootropics. It did not exist. And so we had to create that space. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely possible. But, you, you know, you do have to, you do have to get the, the product right so that you know people are going to want to buy it the first time and then they're going to want to use it again because it helps them yeah yeah absolutely so all of your ingredients are clean you know hasn't got no fillers none of that funky stuff where you're like what is that i can't even read that word <laughs> yeah you know, 25 letter word you know that yeah. sort of stuff <clears throat> with the ingredients like, where are they sourced like yeah where are they are they, are they sourced in, in uk in europe so um, a big thing that we decided right from the start is that all of our uh, powder products uh, would be certified organic by the Soil Association. I think it's, in my eyes, uh, the highest quality of organic certification you can get probably in the world. Um, and so what that guarantees is that, um, you know, not only is the end product, uh, you know, checked and guaranteed to be organic, but that uh, traceability and quality checks are happening all the way down the chain to farm level. This podcast is sponsored by Motion Nutrition, a supplement brand that takes its sourcing of ingredients and packaging very seriously. Ethically sourced herbs and biotanical extracts with exceptionally high nutritional value. Made from real food, no artificial ingredients, no fillers, no synthetics, no soy, and no gluten. They are also free from plastic, made from recycled paper that biodegrades into Earth's fueling nutrients. If you're going to choose supplements, then make sure you choose a brand that cares about you 
and not just their profits. Check out Motion Nutrition at motionnutrition.com forward slash by forward slash Roger Snipes. That website link again is motionnutrition.com forward slash by forward slash Roger Snipes and use coupon code SNIPES10 to get 10% off. So, you know, we might buy, um, we might buy uh, peanut powder, for example, for our peanut butter protein. We, we use um, fat-reduced uh, medium roast peanut flour. It's quite a niche <laughs> product, right? Um, and then we reinforce that with pumpkin seed protein, uh, pea protein, um, and sunflower, uh, pumpkin seed, uh, and uh, hemp seed protein. Um, and so that usually comes from North America. Um, well, you know, how do we guarantee quality standards? How do we guarantee that it's grown far away from uh, highly polluted areas? How do we guarantee that it's free from GMOs? Uh, how do we guarantee that there aren't any harsh pesticides? Well, we can't because we're not there, but our organic certification does that. And so they will, you know, they have um, partner bodies in every country that we source from uh, and, and there's annual checks and there's random checks so you can't really be messing around uh you know th this is pretty strict to have to have the, the certificate um it, it is a, a pretty strict business so that's a really good guarantee for us that uh you know we have to source the ingredients from wherever they grow and wherever the manufacturing takes place but there is that guarantee behind them uh same with the whey protein you know a big thing uh in the whey protein is um People look for grass-fed, but grass-fed is just a marketing term. There's no guarantee. There's no uh, check behind grass-fed. In fact, it's actually very difficult to get a definition for what dairy is considered grass-fed. <clears throat> there's no such thing. There's no there's no body that guarantees that something is grass-fed. There's a loose term that people throw about, which says it needs to be cattle that is 30% fed uh, from pasture, but nobody's checking that. Okay, so that's 30%. Nobody's checking it. Well, organic certification <clears throat> is 60% and they're checking it. Right. Minimum 60% grass-fed. That is a big difference because that affects the composition of the dairy. It affects the quality. Um, it also, of course, guarantees that the cattle is not fed any growth hormones. It's not fed GMO corn, all these kinds of things. Right. So if we take that as our ground mark, like as our, as our base, for, for any ingredient that is, you know, um, from a plant or from, or from dairy, then it means that we're, we're a long way ahead in terms of guaranteeing the quality of the product. Amazing. That is, that's great, man. That's great. And the random checks, the, the, the random checks is really good as well. It almost reminds me like when, when you're competing for a, uh, a natural bodybuilding competition, mm -hmm. uh, a federation, they can check you at any point. You yeah, like, you, you need to you need to come in for a test. Yeah, like, really? What today? Yep. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, if you're not available, then that's it. That's just down as failed. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that's really cool. Um, like yourself personally, do you wear any kind of wearable technology? You know, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of the Aura Ring. I've got an Apple Watch, which I'm not wearing at the moment. Um, sometimes I'll take it off. Um, yeah, I, I'll wear it sometimes. Like if, I, if I'm training, I'll wear it. Mm -hmm. If I go for a walk, cycling, 
I'll wear it. But when I'm at home, sometimes I'll take it off. I think that's a healthy, healthy ability you have because I think uh, a lot of people wouldn't find themselves able to disconnect that easily. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, of course, you know, I'm interested in uh, measuring how I'm doing over time. This is why we, why we got into nootropics, you know. Um, if you're stressing less, your markers should be better. If you're sleeping better, everything else should be taking over nicer. Um, so about five months ago, actually, uh, my whole team and I, um, we, we got, uh, these whoop bands, uh, which are very similar to the Oura Rings, um, you know, wearable, uh, health tracker. And we decided to, um, do an experiment with our whole team where we spent one month, uh, without taking unplug. Uh, for me, that was the first time I wasn't taking unplug for about two years. <laughs> it was like, right. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't sure how I was feeling about it. Um, <laughs> uh, and, th and then we followed that up with another month where we took it. So we were able to kind of track how we did without and then how we performed or how our sleep performed with. And that was awesome because we got fantastic results from it. Uh, really, really interesting things. Um, you can actually read about it on our blog. You've got, you can see all of the results from that. And it's fascinating because um, all of the, the markers improved, you know, the, even the heart rate variability improved. So we were tracking sleep mostly, you know, and what improved the most was the REM sleep, the time spent in, in REM sleep. That improved a huge amount on Unplug. Hmm. Actually, it's, it, it's worth me saying this. Um, what was really remarkable is that the first week so after spending a month without unplugged, the first week, our REM sleep was like way too high when we, when we incorporated unplug again. And what happens is actually uh, you accumulate sleep debt. And in particular, you accumulate REM sleep debt. And REM is, is essentially your uh, brain's restorative phase of the sleep. And then your deep sleep is when you're more in a sort of physical restorative state. Um, and if you've accumulated REM sleep debt, this tends to happen if you're a bit highly caffeinated, um, maybe a bit low in magnesium and there's magnesium in unplug. And then you start to reintroduce these ingredients or, or the ingredients in unplug, you reintroduce magnesium and uh, some amino acids that are calming, some botanical extracts that are calming. And then your body goes, whoa, I need to catch up. <laughs> right. And so this is something that we've, it makes a lot of sense because we've noticed um, feedback from our early, you know, from the customers that, <clears throat> that just start with unplug. There are some that will experiment um, really intense, vivid dreaming. And that, that can, if they don't understand what's happening, it can turn people off. Whoa, I'm, I'm having these crazy dreams. Like it's messing with me. Cause like I, I sometimes have like night sweats and I wake up feeling a bit lost. Um, so obviously we need to kind of, you know, say hold people's hands and say, yes, we understand what's happening. We've been through it, <clears throat> but trust us, wait out five, seven, 10 days and then see what happens. Because then once you go through this, uh, everything stabilizes and then you, you go into this really reliable sleep where you, and it's a fantastic feeling because you, you sort of reach the end of the day and you know you're gonna get a good night's sleep. And so it was, it was awesome to, to be able to track that uh, across our team and see those results with the wearable. Um, but now another sort of three months have gone and uh, I'm starting to notice a lot of the downsides in daily uh, data tracking. Um, I think that it's the, these wearables are <clears throat> fantastic tools when it comes to um, testing things, exactly like we did with Unplug, 
because it allows you to test different variables and see how your body's going to respond and see what is improving and what is not helping, whatever it is that you want to improve. So that's very helpful. Um, but there are only so many variables that you can really play with unless you're a, a, you know, an intense biohacker. Uh, for most people, you know, these variables are going to be things like um, how much caffeine or whether you have caffeine, did you have alcohol, did you meditate, uh, perhaps did you do intermittent fasting, did you take a magnesium supplement, you know, five, six, seven things that you're playing with. And then, you know, that kind of runs out and then you just, what happens is every morning you look at your data from whatever wearable that you're using and it tells you that you, whether or not you should be in a good mood or not because it's going to tell you, uh, well, today you've got lots of energy, go for it, have a great day. And then yeah. you feel good about yourself. Uh, but then the following day, you're going to get up and look at the app and it's going to say, hmm, take it easy today. It looks like uh, it's going to be a shitty one. <laughs> uh, and I think we've got to be very, very, very careful with this. And yeah. I think that that can have really bad impacts on our mental health and there are other things along the lines too so for instance you know you work out what's bad for you and you you see the data and you understand that alcohol is bad for you um, and you've made the decision to not drink at all and that's totally fine but for other people um, it might mean that if they haven't communicated what they're doing with their close friends and family uh, they might get into really unhelpful situations uh, where for instance you're at a family gathering and uh, you know, it's commonplace to have maybe a little bit of wine because you're celebrating being together and it's commonplace to eat late because, you know, it's festive and preparations have taken some time. Maybe you went out for a drink before, so you're eating later than usual. And you know that all these things are, have a negative impact on your numbers uh, and your data for the next day, right? <laughs> your data. So, yeah, but, you know, it's I so think funny. we need to be very honest with ourselves. Know, it's so and, true. and, you know, it's easy to pretend that it's not having an effect, mm -hmm. but be honest with yourself. Make sure that you know what's going on because maybe you are taking part, but in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, man, this is bad for me. Or maybe you're not taking part and you're being grumpy or you're not even, you know, you're staying in your room because you want to eat early and go to bed early. And I think that we've got to, we've got to make sure that um, we're not going overboard in any direction. Uh, and, you know, um, it might be helpful to not drink at all, but make sure that you're not missing out on the social interactions that are equally as important, uh, if not more to your health and your brain health and your mood and your longevity. Uh, these are as important, if not more important than things like intermittent fasting and, uh, you know, eating at the right time of day and exercising at the right time of day and hydrating enough and not having too much caffeine. Make sure that you're doing the things that are good for you too and good for your mood and, and that make you feel really warm and, and good about yourself. Yeah, just just be a human being, right? Exactly. It's, it's so true, like the whole wearable technology. And it's. Uh, I remember there had been times when I got on my bike, started cycling, realized my watch wasn't on and I went back home. I was like, I need to track this. <laughs> I'm going for a big one. I can't miss it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go, well, you know, about 12K. I need to record this, man. I ain't going to, you know, do all this cycling for nothing. <laughs> yeah. So this is another thing I've noticed. Um, you know, when I was swimming, you're, you're swimming. Like, you're not, you, you know, you're not listening to music. You're not listening to podcasts. Um, you, you're just working out. And I notice, you know, if you spend any time in the gym or in whatever exercise environment, uh, people are quick to put their headphones in, 
and always being entertained. You're always listening to music or you're always listening to podcasts or you're on a treadmill watching TV. So you've always got that stimulation. Uh, and then, and then what's, what's ironic is that you also carve out a piece of your day to meditate. And okay, well, what's meditation about? It's about kind of, you know, uh, really you, what you want to do, in my opinion, is reach a flow state, right? Reach a state where your mind is free to think about things in its own way and you're able to, you know, come out of the session feeling good about yourself and feeling good about what you need to prioritize and, um, you know, knowing how you can deal with anger or deal with priorities and all these things. Well, why are we not, why are we missing out on that when we exercise? Because exercise is a fantastic moment to get into a flow state. And I think that it's, it's a shame. I see this all the time. You know, it's a shame to go into your exercise and be stimulated by something else, music or, or a podcast or, or TV or whatever it is. I, I've seen people do cable pulls while watching Netflix on their phone, they placed it on the floor so that they're doing a cable pull like this, looking at the floor and they've got the screen and the headphones and the Bluetooth. And I'm like, buddy, <laughs> take a moment. Like, you know, this is about looking after yourself. Just take a moment to look after yourself physically and mentally. Yeah. You know, uh, I, think, I think we can do better than this. I've seen that before as well. I've seen a guy watch basketball with headphones on. I've only seen one person do that with an iPad and the headphones watching basketball. And then he'd stop and he'd be like, yes. And then he'd go back and train. I'm like, wow. It's, it's a bit like, um, you know, I cycle from, my, from home to my office every day and back. And I notice this all the time. Um, you know, we, generally we love spin classes and hit classes and things like this, right? We love the, that sort of uh, high intensity interval training, like CrossFit and this kind of thing. Um, and yet <laughs> we're incapable of stopping at a red light when we're cycling. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you're, 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 you're cutting through a red light to go to your high intensity interval training. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's funny. Um, oh man. What was I going to say? I was going to say something. Um, so I was talking about, um, what was you saying? Just trying to rewind back with the technology. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I used to wake up and question how was my sleep? Right. You know, it's, there, is a, there is so much validity to using it to a point just to understand, all right, let me see if I drink close to bed, what's happening to my deep sleep? Yeah. Or if I eat close to bed, does it affect my deep sleep? Doesn't that much? Okay, maybe it's okay then. I can still have the occasional drink or just like maybe have a smaller glass or something mm -hmm. or eat maybe a little bit earlier if I feel as though it's affecting my sleep and then once you've got that data you can you can work with that you know yeah. you work with it and sort of allow your natural instinct when you wake up like how am i feeling i think i feel yeah. good yeah. yeah yeah what happened to me at one stage the moment i got the aura i was like okay let me see how this thing works all right let, let me check and see what it says about my sleep and it did get to the point where I was like, 
what? Only 20%? I'm sure I could do better than that. You know? And I would like be bathing under the red light therapy. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> got, got my, uh, yeah, got my blue light blockers on. Um, yeah. I was just making sure I was doing everything. Yeah. And then like, you know, wake up in the morning straight away looking for that phone. <laughs> what yeah, did it say? Right. What did it say? And it'll be like updating. Come on, come on. Be good. Be good. <laughs> See, this is where, this is where I think it can get dangerous. Like yeah. if it's good, you're happy. And if mm. it's bad, you're pissed off. Yeah. You're like, what, what happened? Not, yeah. It should yeah. not have that power over you. Exactly. Absolutely true. I think the biggest, the, the greatest thing that happened to me was I had a, uh, an issue with my aura ring recently, actually. It's, it's, it's not working. I've called up the uh, um, aura to, to get it sorted out, but um, I'm in no rush right now. Mm. I'm all right. I'm all right with not knowing. Yeah. You know, I, th- right. I think what, I, what I've kind of concluded from it is I think... Um, it's great to do maybe six months, three to six months every couple of years. Mm. Then you can remind yourself of what helps and what doesn't, or maybe you want to try something new. Uh, and I think that's helpful. Um, yeah. But every day, all the time, mm, I think if, if they want us to wear these devices every day, all the time, I think they're going to get, they're going to need to get better at um, how they present data. Right. And, and, and how they and how they nudge you, you know. I think that's that's got to improve a lot. So I think that's that's actually one thing that we're we're trying to do now. Uh, you know, if you come into our ecosystem from our sleep score quiz, and so we know where you are before you start supplementing with Unplug, then I think it'll be really interesting to kind of do this, maybe once a month, uh, for as long as you take the product, and maybe even the month after if you decide to stop, mm. because I think that's a much less invasive but equally constructive way of um saying overall you're doing much better than three months ago yeah. overall you're doing a lot better than six months ago and you know but you know you don't need you don't need to know precisely uh on a thursday morning when you have a big meeting ahead of you that you had a bad sleep <laughs> you don't need to know that because because you know you already know but you're ready to deal with it you're ready to take on the day and kind of forget about it so you don't need to be reminded about that every single day it's true yeah yeah just get on with it that's that's the way it should be um yeah so wearable devices they they do they're they're good they're good um but it's about not getting too attached to it yeah or relying on it so much yeah um i think maybe that's how we are as human beings we want to um we fall into a habit of stuff and we kind of don't know how to get out of it we need to create a new habit to yeah but also you got to remember that um these are for-profit businesses so while the tools that they've created are fantastic uh and they can be very very powerful and very helpful um that they're they're incentivized uh to make you be addicted to the app you know there's no two ways you know uh, it's just it's just the way the business works. Mm, they want you yeah. to keep reopening the app, just like a social media company will want to, will want you to keep opening the app. So this is why you get the nice notifications and you get the nice gratification every time you every time you do an activity. It tells you how hard you worked and how good you are. And so these are very addictive things. Mm, yeah, yeah. 
What's your thoughts on microdosing? It's a bit random, I know. As we was talking about nootropics, I just thought, do you know what? Who cares? I'm going to throw it in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it, I guess it depends uh, what. Um, but, you know, I, I know that when you say microdosing, a lot of people directly go to LSD and uh, this kind of substance. Yeah. Um, I've not experimented with that at all. Um, I know that there's a lot of research now happening into psilocybin, uh, and I think that that'll be really interesting. Um, I, I don't know enough about that to speak about it, um, but what I have been experimenting with um, for a few months now, on and off, is microdosing with nicotine, <clears throat> and I think that that is, um, I think that that's really interesting and can have some really cool applications. Um, and I think that it's, it's, it's uh, the unfortunate thing for it is that it seems very scary because it automatically is uh, associated with tobacco, which is extremely unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I'm quite interested in it and I'm quite interested in it in a, in a sort of topical performance enhancing way. Uh, you know, so at the moment, nicotine products tend to be sold as, uh, you know, things that will help you smoke, stop smoking or smoke less. Uh, and if that's helped, great. If that helps, great. I, I don't really know much about that. Um, but uh, essentially, it works by um, uh, trig triggering um, your pleasure pathways and triggering your focus. And so what I've noticed is that a very, very small dose will make me, um, for a period of time, be like really, really focused. So what we're trying to do with Power Up is to provide you like ongoing mental energy so that you're you're nicely focused and you you're in a good mood every day uh, and you can make decision you know you can make good decisions right until the evening and, and you don't get that sort of brain fog decision fatigue or, or grogginess at the end of the day where you know you've just had enough and you don't want to see or speak to anyone mm. uh, we, we want to take that away from you and we want to do it in a way that will improve your your brain health in the long run that's really our goal so we want you to feel good every day feel better every day as you take it uh, but also improve your health in the long run. Um, but but I think what will be interesting next for us at Motion is to um, to start thinking about well, what are those sort of like SOS moments? Like unplug is something that is really healthy for you to take every night, you know, essentially forever for as long as you like. It, it'll help you sleep better, and it'll it'll help you uh, consolidate memories through the night and wake up feeling better every day. Um, but you know. Yeah. It's, it's not a product that's made for um, immediately curing jet lag, for example. Uh, just like Power Up is not a product that is made for, you know, it's not something you're going to take before a meeting or before recording a podcast so that you're super switched on. So I'm quite interested in that space. And nicotine is, is an interesting one there because a very, very small dose, if you're not a smoker, it can be very powerful. Yeah, like what? One milligram? Yeah, one half. milligram is a yeah. lot. Yeah. One milligram is a lot and it's instantaneous if you have it as a spray. And so mm. I've noticed that um, uh, if, I, if I have a big pitch meeting to go into uh, or, or um, if I have like a, a really tight deadline and I need, to, I need to write a piece in the next two hours and I need to like be super focused and type really quickly and I need my brain to be really, really fi like fixated on this task. It can be really helpful. 
Mm. Um, I, I would, you know, not encourage anybody who is likely to go down a slippery slope with it because it's one of those types of things that uh, it, I think it, it's only interesting and it's only worth it in very small amounts, uh, very occasionally. I think that's where, that's where the interesting point lies, mm. that sort of SOS moment. Right. Yeah, it's, it's said to be highly addictive. Yeah. So for some people, they might find themselves very, I don't know, if they take it and they don't smoke, then it might be quite magical for them. They might think, oh my God, wow. I've, I've been missing so much in life. Why didn't I have this before? Yeah. And then want to continue doing it all the time yeah. as opposed to sparingly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what, what you say you was using spray, a spray, is that right? Yeah. Um, you care to share the brand? Uh, yeah, I think it was like a Nicorette brand. Nicorette. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's what it's called. But equally, you know, you, you, I think uh, the second time I bought some, I bought like a Boots own brand. Right. And it's like half the price. And it's what about efficacy and stuff like that? Like, how do you know it's, it's like super clean? Have you done proper research uh, on that? Honestly, it's not. Like these products are, are, you know, the equivalent of the old school whey protein, in my opinion. Right. Okay. Right. You know, so that's why I wouldn't, I wouldn't use anything regularly, uh, you know, for Got you. not just because it's nicotine. Mm. Uh, but equally, it's very, very small amounts. Uh, you know, yeah. so of course it's got sucralose, and of course it's got super strong mint flavoring and, and this kind of thing. But it's not like right. it's not like you're having a lot of it. Um, yeah. But if if we ever considered being in that space again, it's something that we'd we'd look at doing in a completely different way. I think it would be great to be honest with you. I think it's it. I think everybody needs a bit of that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, it's just about making sure that you know we we one of the promises that we made to ourselves is that anything we do needs to improve your health over, over a long period of time. So if we yeah. do something that is, you know, topical in its application, in its use, like you use it very sparingly and occasionally, yeah. we need to be a hundred percent sure that that is how our customers will use it. It's, that's hard to say really, isn't it? I mean, it's just like caffeine is, it's a simple thing, but that can be abused, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, or if I drink more, then I'm going to be able to get more work done. I know I shouldn't drink past two o'clock, but I've got a lot to do. Drink, yeah, drink, yeah. Drink. Yeah, yeah. I've done it so many times. I've, you know, I'm, I've now got some decaf. To me, decaf is a bit fake, but it gives me the illusion that... You know, there's some really good decafs now. I'm, I'm, it's, it's a weird one. It's like almost difficult to speak about people, to speak to people about decaf, right? It's almost like not drinking. It's like, what? You have decaf? <laughs> Like, you're not a man. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But it's, actually, like, there's some really good decaf now. Like, um, you know, if you try like workshop coffee decaf, it's like the, the Rolls Royce of coffee and they make decaf and it's good. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. I'll bear that in mind. Now, the, the one that I use at the moment is it's uh, Keon. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it tastes really nice. It's, mm -hmm. it's organic as well. Nice. Medium roast and all that great yeah. stuff. Um, so what else am I going to say? Um, yeah. Did we talk about the plastics? Plastics. No. So you've ditched the, you've ditched the plastic and you're using cardboard and glass. Yeah, that's right. So our, Amazing. Mm. Our, our protein powders, they come in, um, 
boxes that are made of FSC approved card. So it's sustainable uh, card, um, like cardboard, but it's not just that. It's also, uh, it, these boxes are printed using vegetable based ink um, that decompose as opposed to being toxic in, in, in a waste environment. Uh, and then the most packaging, if you pick up even magazines, uh, most things that you pick up that have been printed are coated with a, a very thin plastic layer. Uh, almost everything, you know, even a lot of the boxes that you get, you know, that are delivered with, you know, the, you order online and if it's got nice branding outside, like a lot of those things are even plastified and it's kind of like, it, it's a bit crazy. Wow. Um, so our, our protein boxes are, are aligned with a water-based laminate. It's not, it's not plastic-based. So they're recyclable, but they're actually compostable too, even in a home compost environment. Uh, and then inside the box, you have 12 sachets, uh, which are entirely compostable, home compostable. Um, and these are based, they're made of a, a thin a, um, a thin line of uh, paper uh, that is essentially rolled onto, um, on the inside, uh, a laminate, which looks a bit like clear plastic, but it's, uh, it's made of um, wood, wood, wood waste material. Uh, so right. it's basically like using wood chip, uh, mm. and this this will decompose naturally in a compost environment. And then our our capsules, they they come in glass jars, beautiful frosted glass jars, uh, and the label that we use is a paper label, not plastic label, and it's not got the plastic laminate either. That's amazing. That's so good. Like you've went like all out with all of the packaging that's really yeah. really good man you know when we think about how we want motion to be seen um we want it to be very accessible like i was telling you earlier but also very very convenient and so you know that's why we've done things like the sachets and that's why power up and unplug is very simple and convenient you know two capsules in the morning two capsules in the evening and that's it mm. uh, and you take ownership of that very easily um but also in my mind, when it comes to convenience, um, it's also about making it easy for you to choose our product. And so one part of that is just, yeah, it's no plastic. It's uh, entirely home compostable. It's glass. You can reuse the glass jar if you want, but equally glass is very easily recycled in this country. So it doesn't need to be shipped abroad somewhere where maybe, maybe not it'll be recycled. Uh, so that's kind of part of the decision making. We need, we need it to be convenient and easy for you to pick our products. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And the colors as well. Is is it color coordinated? Obviously, I know yeah. purple on the um, unplug, orange on the well, Roger, I, don't, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've noticed this with our powders yet, but if you take two boxes and stick them together, it'll make, uh, it'll make this M. Oh, right. No, yeah. no, I've, I've got them. I've got them in the, in the cupboard, but I haven't actually, oh, I'm going to have a look. <laughs> Yeah, put two boxes side by side and see what happens. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And what's the future? What's the future for Motion? Like, what, what have you got in the pipeline? Well, you know, right now, everything we do, we focus on helping people sleep better. That's the first priority. Mm. Um, you know, if you sleep well, everything else kind of takes care of itself much better. Um, the flip side of that is making sure that you have enough energy. So... Those are two key areas, sort of stress relief and sleep and well-being and energy during the day. And then the third area that I'm really excited about adding into this is longevity. 
you know, we've noticed that a lot of our customers who are buying power up or unplug or even our protein powders, um, they tend to be in their thirties and forties. Um, a lot of the time, uh, more women than men. Uh, I think, uh, women are a little bit more clever than men generally when it comes to looking after their health. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, but what, what's happening, uh, that we hadn't really, uh, seen coming is that, uh, they're very often buying our, buying our products for their parents uh, who are themselves in their 60s and 70s. Um, and that's quite interesting because when we talk about brain health and longevity, um, these are people who, um, a lot of them have seen their parents go through the de degenerative diseases. Uh, mm. And a lot of them are super conscious of not wanting to lose their memory, not wanting to, um, you know, not be able to enjoy their lives to the fullest. Uh, and so that's a really interesting space for us. Mm, amazing. Oh, that's really good, man. I was, um, when, I, when I was first looking on the website, I was looking for some essential amino acids. Don't know why. I said, you, I, I saw you had protein and I thought, yeah. what is the essential amino acid? <laughs> is that yeah, something got, you're thinking about? Well, we've got the, uh, branch, the BCAAs, the, um, the body strength BCAA. Right. And, and uh, you know, a lot of we so we kind of have uh, three more performance-based products, uh, okay. and I think you take one of them, the the brain and body creatine. I do, yeah, uh -huh. which is awesome. Uh, and the the and the BCAA is a little bit similar approach to the creatine. We take something that is um, uh, very highly uh, researched and, and used very widely, uh, usually by you know athletes and bodybuilders. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we add things that make it work a lot better. So with the creatine, um, you know, you're looking for better strength and power, right? And better and more speed. Um, and so most people are not aware that it also helps with brain performance. So we've added three, three, three additional ingredients that are specifically to help uh, blood flow. So you, you're getting more oxygen to the muscles, so everything else is working better. Uh, and also to help brain performance. Uh, so that's why you got uh, the folate and the B12 in there. Uh, and the ginkgo is, is, is helping with the blood flow. And then the BCAs, we've done a little, uh, similar approach and we've added resveratrol, which is a very, very powerful antioxidant, uh, you know, from the skin of the grapes. Mm -hmm. So everything we do, we're kind of trying to make it work better. So the BCAs, um, again, not everybody is aware of this, but it's, a, it's actually a fantastic tool if you want to um, uh, regulate your blood sugar levels, especially if you take it first thing in the morning before any food. Uh, and so the, the resveratrol, uh, is considered to be uh, calorie restriction or calorie mimetic. Um, so basically it's telling your body that you're, you're good for energy right now. You don't, you don't need anything else. So, resveratrol. You know, okay. yeah. Mm. So if you, if you like to, um, uh, you know, your workout in the morning, uh, and not feel hungry until you're finished with your workout, <laughs> then it can be helpful there. Right. Okay. That's interesting to know. Um, I used to take BCAAs, but um, I, I read some reviews on it, which wasn't too positive. So I moved away from that. Yeah, I'll be know, interested to see, you know, what research you've done. If you yeah. could share that with me, I would love to have a look yeah. at that. Well, um, that would be there's, great. there's definitely differing opinions on it. I think that it, it had a really bad period where uh, the protein powders were adding BCAAs. And in that context, it's not helpful. You, you know, you don't need extra BCAAs when you're having 
a load of protein already. But in, right. in a different context, uh, a lot of nutritional therapists will recommend branched chain amino acids in the morning to help regulate blood sugar levels and to help just fuel yourself a little bit so that you know you, you can do that sort of fasted workout, but without uh, without going into sort of any danger zones. Right, right. Okay, that's interesting to know. Awesome. So where can Motion Nutrition be found online, man? Uh, well, go to motionnutrition.com. You'll find everything about us there for sure. Um, you can go to Amazon if you're a big Amazon person. You can go to Holland Barrett if you're a big Holland Barrett person. You can go to Boots. You can go to Superdrug. That's brand new. Wow. Uh, if you prefer shopping at your local store, you can do that. Uh, and if they don't have it, tell them that they should stop Motion Nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely do you go to expos at all well not this year i don't no 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 of course not um plans next year possibly yeah i mean everything's kind of up in the air right now uh, but the the biggest show that we do uh it's, it's more of a trade show it's the natural organic products europe every year normally at the excel center in london okay uh, and that's it's a really good show and even if you're interested in kind of finding out what new natural products are out there it's, it's it's really cool there's a lot of a lot of uh exciting innovation mm. and that's in the excel in london yeah. yeah and when exactly normally it happens in april but april i don't know about this year right right um have you ever been to body power uh no i actually haven't and we we've um you know just as i was saying early like right at the start you know, we decided to do kind of everything the other way. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> most yeah. Brands would, would do so. Uh, it, it didn't so far. It hasn't featured in the, in the roadmap that kind of makes sense for motion. Makes sense. Cool. Cool. So you guys are on Instagram as well, right? Yep. At motion nutrition, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I'm at Joe Wellstead. If you guys want to uh, ask me any questions about the brand or the products, very happy to answer anything I can. Awesome. I'll put all those details in the show notes. Look, Joe, it's been incredible. Thank you very much, sir. It's been fantastic. I enjoyed it. Thank you, Roger. Oh, all good, man. All good. And in fact, I'm running a little low. I'm going to have to shoot you an email and let you know what stuff I need. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Joe, thank you very much again. Um, yeah, I'm so looking forward to sharing this with everyone. Let's awesome. catch up soon. Thank you, Roger. Yeah. Nice one. You take care. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life-changing tips. So always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services, but will help out the podcast too. So thank you. If you do like the Roger Snipe Show podcasts, then why not give it a review? A five star would be awesome, but some great feedback on what you liked about the show or what you would have liked to hear would be helpful too. Until next time.